Hello and welcome to the WP Candy podcast. This would be episode, gosh, I don't even know. Do you know, Brian? <laughs> do, you, do you have that number, uh, number. In, in mind right now? Because no, I, I certainly no don't. Idea. Okay. Well, it's, it's, I, I want to say, uh, no, I want to say it's, it's 30 something here. I'll, I'll pull it up. But in any case, this is a uh, uh, first time back. I feel like we're, um, returning from a long journey here. Uh, even though we've been doing other podcasts on the site, uh, we've been uh, missing out on the official WP Candy podcast. Uh, and um, there's, there's probably a lot of sort of questions in, in, or at least in some people's minds about exactly what this type of show is now. Uh, and I'll answer that. It is just straight WordPress news, the essentials, what you need to know. Uh, and in this case, it's with Brian and I, Mr. Brian Krogsgaard, who I haven't talked to in weeks, I, I feel like. Uh, how are you, I sir? Know, you missed me, didn't you? Oh, I, I always miss you, Brian. Even if it's just, even if it's just an hour, that's yeah, yeah. that's all it and takes. And this is episode thirty-two, by the way. Oh, you pulled it up before I did. Well, that's normal. Yep. So this is this is number thirty-two. This is uh, so we weren't gone that long. It's basically uh, two and a half months since the last one, which is shameful for a podcast. But hey, only one way to fix that up. So yeah, here let's we are. Get right into it, then, huh? Straight to the news. Yeah, not like you hadn't had other podcasts going on. Though. No, no. I mean, and that's where I say the the, the point of of uh, the WP, WP blah, 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 the WP Candy podcast proper, which is what you're listening to now, is nothing but uh, sort of the sort of flat, um, essential WordPress news. Whereas a lot of the other shows get into discussion topics of different varieties. Some of them can go long, but you can rest assured that this show will be quick and to the point every week, just like right now uh so cats out of the bag uh because we heard about it a little bit before uh, a tweet went out but it looks like the wp app store has launched uh you saw that tweet uh, as i was prepping the the show notes and stuff here um it was bound to get out you know before uh you know t t tweets tend to go out faster than you can write up posts about things like this so uh that's out and I don't, I mean, we, you and I haven't really talked about it. I know we talked about it on WP Late Night, but um, for those who don't know, uh, WP App Store is a, is a project of Brad Tunar uh, in sort of with advisor, an advisory board of uh, consisting of AD Pinar of Wu Themes, and I think Carl Hancock of Rocket Genius is on that list, and one other one, as I pull it up, Jason Cohen. Uh, from WP Engine is also an advisor, and WP App Store is basically a plugin that sort of brings a, a WordPress marketplace into your dashboard and allows you to buy and install themes and plugins sort of with one click. Uh, which is this is, uh, as far as I know, the first um, plugin to do this. Yeah, it looks like their list of people that are uh, part of WP App Store is growing as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't count exactly, but it looks 20-ish or so companies on there, which is impressive, plug-in and theme companies. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, – time will tell with anything like this. Um, but if you remember, I'm just kind of running back through because, like I said, this uh, really just kind of went up in the last hour or so. Uh, but from the, the feature story from uh, probably four or five weeks ago that I did on it, um, if I remember right, they were – Going to be taking, I want to say, I want to say, thirty percent of sales through the, like, of any theme or plugin sales that went through the plugin, um, and yeah. 
Uh, it looks like in this case, because uh, one of the questions was whether it would be listed as a plugin on WordPress.org. In this case, it's uh, just distributed from the site itself. Um, but yeah, so WPAppStore.com, it's live, and you can check that one out right now. Yep. Seems the natural way for things to go anyway. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of names behind them, so I'm sure uh, we'll see some success out of that. So I'm, I want to talk about this just because we were going, we almost broke into talking about it before starting. And that is this favoriting of plugins. So you, you caught this first. So you explain this to me because I'm still taking it in. Yeah. I actually saw Michael Fields had tweeted that he favorited some plugins. And, uh, now when you go to somebody's profile on WordPress.org on the bottom right, it, shows your plugins and then it shows favorited plugins. Um, and so I clicked on one of the ones that he had favorited. And when you do that, it just pops up this little, uh, it just pops up the, the plugin URL, but there's a new button on there with a little heart on it and you can now favorite those plugins. And I, it's pretty awesome because people are always asking, Hey, what plugins do you recommend? And on .org, that's pretty difficult to do. Um, so now you can just kind of direct them to your profile, or I can, uh, I can stalk some people and figure out what plugins they like if they're using this. Hmm. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it had, just has a little favorite button. I had to to log in. Right I wasn't side. seeing it because I wasn't logged into .org. Huh. Yeah, you can only favorite, I guess, if you if you log in. But that makes sense. I have a feeling. Auto might have been involved in this, and yeah, he's favorited at about twenty plugins. So, nice. I got, now I got to test this out and see if it will. It says favorited. Let me go see if it shows favorited. Um, Let me see. Yep. So that's really exciting. Uh, I'll probably now. Now the question is, can can you unfavorite something if something is favorited, like it shows favorited? So yep. Yeah. Okay. Just click it again. Because it's probably not very classy for the only favorited plugin on my profile to be a plugin I made. It's probably kind of silly because it's already on my profile page anyway. That's pretty neat. Uh, I think that'll be good. I like. Now we just have to wait for the widget that says show your favorited plugins in your sidebar. Hmm. Good call. Do it. You should do it. Speaking of plugins, and this one is sort of news on the way. It hasn't quite happened yet, but it's something that I'm watching pretty closely. If you remember, um, I want to say probably, gosh, was it six months ago? Uh, there was a, a lot of talk about a blog post by Kevin John Gallagher, uh, who sort of wrote up uh, a list of, of his uh, his his team, his his web development team's biggest issues with WordPress and why they were investigating some other options. Uh, mm-hmm. And he announced um, on his blog about a week ago that his shop would be releasing a number of their plugins onto WordPress.org. And they've only released sort of the initial core framework plugin that all of their other plugins rely on. But just looking at the list here, uh, I'm going to make sure it's in the show notes because it's something that I think everybody should watch for. Um, all sorts of really cool stuff, I think, uh, in their little collection. This is stuff that they were using with clients. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys uh, uh, on a lot of client projects, you sort of have a suite of specific plugins that take care of a lot of issues similar to what they uh, were fixing up here. 
These are all ones they wrote, correct? Yeah, yeah no, these are all there. So there's, I see a, a bibliography uh, plugin, better footnotes, uh, admin bar control. I'm curious to know what that even is. Um, a lot of them, I'm curious to know what they are. Favicon control, uh, redirect control, flush redirect control, body tagging, mobile output. I mean, there's, there's, it's got to be a list of what, 30, 40 plugins here. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite a few. So I'm I, excited about that because I really like plugins. So those should be yeah. coming out soon. It'll be interesting to to see what some of them do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of this functionality I get out of existing plugins, but I'm always excited to to see, but see what somebody else has got going on. Capital P is off. <laughs> I like that one. You get it? <laughs> huh? Do you get it? Oh, piss off! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, well, you have to make sure you never know with something like that. That's pretty funny. I like it. Open graph outputs on there. Uh-uh. Well, I, and then, and then there's this one. My voice is my password. Authenticate me. <laughs> like, uh, what does that even do? Um, there's also one called P Twoot. <laughs> so, so good exactly. Uh, yeah. So, Kevin John, that's. Um, uh, I'll make sure that that's in the podcast show notes. They're not out yet, but I'll I'll point everybody uh, yeah, where to. Kudos look. to them for releasing all that. That's that's not easy to do. Well, not easy uh, because uh, I mean, well, why would it not be easy for you guys? Because what I would assume is it's not easy just because it takes a lot of time to kind of pull all that together and put together readmes and and just SVN repos for all of them to get them uploaded to .org. It just takes time to do that. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when I'm doing when I have plugins that I've built for client sites, I usually, good or bad, I tend to just kind of rip them off one site, put them on another one, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily have all the flexi- flexibility that I need built into the plugin, so sometimes I just, you know, change what I want sure. per site and make note that I've, you know, that it's not the base plugin, so, and I have a feeling a lot of people that build client sites do that, and, uh, so it takes some time to clean them up and have them repo ready. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Hmm. So that's, that's neat. And that's kevinjohngallagher.com is where his blog post is. People don't catch it in the show notes. Uh, so did you did you read the post on Securi that I linked up about the plugin directory and uh, plugin updates? Particularly plugin updates when there's been a compromised plugin or a nasty plugin that's been removed. Um, well, I heard y'all talking about it in WP late night because of that WPstats.org site. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, and you know Dre and, and those guys know a lot more about the the security side of it than I do, but obviously. Um, but I think. Well, maybe I maybe I missed exactly the post you're talking about. I remember them talking about, you know, there's vulnerabilities in the dopeystats.org, which didn't seem like it was totally news. Auto said something found out in October and plugins weren't in the repo anymore. But the problem was that, you know, there were people that had it installed. It was still installed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I liked the idea that somebody said about uh, updating the plugin with nothing in it so that it, it as much as deletes it. Um, I think that's pretty clever. Make a note about it. Is there an update on that or something? Uh, yeah, the the update was, uh, and I'm not sure how long this has been the case, but if you run a search uh, on the uh, .org plugin directory for 
the the plugin that was compromised in this case the advanced search plugin uh, mm-hmm. there's a, a message that pops up that says uh, above the search area says you know the advanced search plugin has been disabled uh, wordpress.org has identified the plugin to be malware kind of gives an explanation and then uh, suggests updating um, updating to it has a linked version which i'm guessing does exactly what you say uh, basically just get rid of the plugin or nullify what it's doing um, mm-hmm. or just delete the plugin entirely so it hasn't quite reached the point of notifying um, folks at the sort of the dashboard level about security issues like that but it's 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 one more step forward you know by making that information available on wordpress.org yeah that's a clever way to handle it. I hope they do that more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, uh, you know, unfortunately I don't uh, follow a lot of sort of past security uh, issues, particularly on, via plugins that closely, so I don't necessarily have a list of, you know, past compromised plugins to run through that, but I would assume that, you know, it's just been, that there's, for whatever the list is of compromised plugins, that's what will display for each of them if you search for them. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for our for this more compact show, I think we're about the halfway point, which is when I, uh, or I guess the between the third and the halfway point, which is when I want to stop and, and thank one of our sponsors. Uh, and since we're talking about plugins, you know, obviously not compromised plugins. This is on the other side of that coin. Awesome plugins. Uh, want to thank Typecase Pro. This is from Up Themes. Let me get the link that I actually have prepped this time rather than most times when I say, oh, let me go dig out that link. Um, Typecase is a, is a new plugin uh, which handles web fonts for WordPress. So what I like about this, first of all, and you would, I think, agree and you would anticipate what I would say, it's, it's great, first of all, because it's taking font handling out of a theme and putting it into a plugin, which is great. Um, but it uh, basically makes it super simple to browse through uh, Google Web Fonts, of which there are lots. Uh, I, I see 500 plus, which really could mean any number, but I'm assuming, I mean, there's hundreds. That's, cr- that's a crazy amount of fonts. Uh, and you can basically browse through and select them and then apply them to specific text elements within your theme, uh, which is pretty cool. The uh, pro version is $19 and includes like a, a front-end basically editor for that, so you can browse the fonts and then apply them sort of live to the site. Uh, and in addition, I heard through the grapevine that they are uh, going to be working on integration with the theme customizer for the release uh, after 3.4. So really huh. cool stuff going on with that and, and, and up themes. Uh, that's been pretty exciting to see that stuff. Have you played around with Typecase at all? That reminds me of the WordPress.com upgrade that you can do with Typekit, except obviously with Google Fonts instead. Right, right, rather than... Uh, I guess I guess it'd be using what's freely available, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, but right now there's no alternative on .org for what WordPress.com is doing for those custom font packs. Mm. Mm. And See, I don't. What What have you been doing on WordPress.com? Nothing. Oh, just you just remember. Wa- just remember. <laughs> okay, you you said it almost like you were using it in some way, so I wasn't sure. No, no, not doing much blogging these days, unfortunately. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, so like I said, thanks to uh, Typecase and Upthemes for supporting the podcast. Although I would warn people, not every Google font is a good font. Well, I think yeah, no, that's 
what is what is that one of those plugins that we need to start a list of the the plugins that provide great power and thus must come great with responsibility great responsibility the, the, the spider-man plugins is what we could call them or uncle <laughs> uncle ben plugins we need we need an official list of uncle ben plugins there you go of which there are many so a site that launched recently that uh i like and is by a guy that i keep up with queryposts.com um which is kind of a clever tongue-in-cheek name mm-hmm uh, by Rarst, R-A-R-S-T, people would probably uh, recognize him from WordPress Stack Exchange, where I think he's the lead question-answerer person. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he dominates over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been a moderator before. I think he may still be, but he launched QueryPost.com, and it's basically supposed to be a better WordPress code reference. And it's pretty cool because... Uh, in your actual search, the whole top of it's just a big search bar. So it's got pretty solid, uh, recommendations when, while you're searching. And once you select something, it just jumps up to something that looks kind of like a codex page, but it's a little better. It sh- it shows where the code is or where the, the function is in the source and links you straight to track or, uh, GitHub and has different ways to link to it. And it's pretty neat. But I've been talking to him about it, and uh, currently he's got something like 1,800 functions, and he's got new functions that are in the most recent version of WordPress that he calls like a hot section. And uh, he'll be adding classes and hooks to it here shortly. So I'm pretty pretty excited to see where he takes it. He he uh, just went with the minimum viable product, and I think it's it's pretty uh, pretty good. Have you played with it? Uh, I was looking at it because there was, I think, some talk on Twitter about it. Um, maybe late last week was when mm-hmm. I first noticed it. Uh, seems pretty cool. I, I saw a mention, um, I forget by who, that it was going to be looped in to an- one of the other sort of Word WordPress code search engines out there. But um, uh, I think you're thinking about Alfred, maybe. Maybe. Which is just a Mac app. But... Well, no, I'm not thinking of that. There's a, there's a different one um, that I can't think of, so I'll just leave it be. But... Uh, it's a cool idea. There's, I mean, there's really, there should never be, there can't be too many ways to uh, make browsing for the code you're thinking of faster and easier. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and he he built this off Hybrid Core and Bootstrap. I've got to know Rust a couple of years ago uh, from the Hybrid forums, and both of us built Bootstrap themes, and me for my project that I have not launched. <laughs> Many months later. Yeah, I was going to say there's something to Rars getting out that minimal, vi- minimally viable product, right? Yeah, I should, I should Kudos just to him. It. I just haven't. But yeah, yeah, even really our should. projects are similar in their goal. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we traded themes, and his is prettier code. <laughs> but yeah, so it's 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 also a, a nice implementation of Bootstrap and WordPress, which is why I was also going to bring it up. So check out QueryPost.com. Great domain. Very jealous of that domain. That's a pretty solid domain, and I'm I'm glad that he is using it um, in, in a noble way. <laughs> <laughs> Evil function, noble way. Yes. Uh, and actually, speaking of this, wasn't on our list, but um, I don't think I've mentioned them on a podcast yet. Uh, since we're talking about kind of tools, uh, WPCandy.com/labs 
is a sort of new section of the site, and there are two things on there for that could hopefully interest uh, theme and plugin developers out there. Uh, the first one is a plugin header creator, and the second one is a theme CSS header creator. So both are pretty similar in their function. Just one does it for themes, the other one does it for plugins. Uh, but uh, I kind of made it for myself because I found myself when I started a new plugin or started a new theme, mostly plugins, I don't start a whole lot of new themes anymore. Uh, but I, I would always kind of go and copy that commented code block from the top of a plugin file, you know, that have, has your plugin name and your URI and your description and your version. And I would copy that and then replace all of it. And after doing that a uh, hundred times, I don't know, I figured <laughs> there must be a slightly more efficient way to think through it and write it out um, without just copying other people's stuff. So these, it's basically, you know, it's just a form that will ask you a few questions and then spit out the proper uh, code block or comment block for your theme or your plugin. So yeah, I like are- what you did. Uh, do the same thing. You know, I haven't. I used. I used it once or twice, but you know what keeps me from using it every time? What? I really like when the comments have the asterisk all the way down on every line. <laughs> all the way down on every line. What do you mean? Yeah, you have an opening comment and a closing comment. Yeah. Oh, like oh, it's like a little asterisk all the way I down see what the left you mean. side. So, so you do it wrong because, yeah, sure. well, I, I see what you're saying because everybody has a different preference to how um, they should look. I just base them off of sort of the codex standard recommendation of here's how uh, it should be. So I, I understand. But, um, weird. Hopefully, others that aren't as uh, nitpicky about that will find it useful. Then, which is funny because. As far as syntax in general, I'm not I'm not the most uh, obedient. I'm not very good about that, mm. about having good code syntax, but whatever. I, I believe it. <laughs> Easy to believe. I believe it, yeah. No, those are cool. I don't know what happened to Knapsack, but... Uh, uh, it's technically still there, but it hasn't had a proper announcement until I can get a few things, uh, until I can spend some more time on it. Uh, yeah. I definitely announced it on a whim, which I won't encourage now because I don't want people to use something that's probably broken. But uh, <laughs> it's on my list of things to get to, uh, along with a bunch of other things. So, Good deal. Good deal. Uh, oh, one uh, this isn't really doesn't really require much discussion, but I wanted to mention that Nathan Rice, the developer of the Genesis theme for StudioPress, has started blogging again. Um, just sort of a, a heads up that uh, a very prominent, uh, developer and member of the WordPress community has kind of started after literally like three years not blogging. <laughs> it's a huge amount of time for anybody involved in WordPress to not be blogging, even though uh, I think a lot of us don't do it as much as we should, um, particularly on the personal uh, side of things. So uh, that's yeah. NathanRice.net. I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's funny. He was like, I've had a few things uh, happen since 2009. Like I would wrote, hope so. I wrote the most popular or one of the most popular WordPress frameworks and uh, got a new job and bought a house and all sorts of other things, whatever he said in there. but You know, was, one or two things. It was entertaining. Here or there. I, I hope he gets back to uh, development tutorials. His, even his old ones are, are, are great. I've stumbled upon them many times. He's got some good stuff. Yeah, I actually added him back to my reader. I don't know if I, I think the last time he blogged was like before I got involved in the WordPress community, which is kind of wild to think about. Yeah. 
So let's see, you've got 3.4 status on the list here, but it's unlinked. So I guess we just intended to uh, review where 3.4 yeah. is. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to ask you because I think <laughs> we're in beta 4 right now. Yep. Um, have you seen anything about when it's going to actually maybe hit a release candidate? Oh, well, uh, when it's ready for release is <laughs> the, the, the right answer, I know. Um, Perhaps. I haven't been uh, – now, I've definitely seen there's been, a, you know, as always, a, a steady stream of, um, you know, commit messages coming through on track. Uh, I know that about, I want to say, this time last week or maybe the week before that was when the, the list – sort of got small enough that you could kind of see all of it on a large monitor, you know, or at least the, uh, the milestone list for 3.4. Um, so obviously, you know, it'll happen when it happens, but, um, we're probably mere weeks away at this point. Uh, not, it won't be much longer than that. I see, uh, eight new tickets and only one of them has a high priority. Yep. So, Real, prob probably real, real close to a release candidate. Uh, we should probably scan through the um, dev chat to see uh, if there's any mention of, of target dates for that. But um, we'll have. I think soon. originally right. it was mid-May. I'm sure it'll be June-ish. Mm -hmm. And that'll be the. Um, I mean, it probably it looks like the theme customizer is going to be the big sort of thing to talk about for this particular release. Yeah. Which seems like it really <laughs> excites you. Well, yeah. it's kind of cool. I don't know. Fair enough. We'll see. Can't can't win can't win all the time. Uh, let's see. We um, also have because um, I, I know that you and I didn't talk about. It. I think it came up on the WP late night podcast a couple weeks back about uh, Automatics expected earnings for the year being at forty five million. Uh, is what they're anticipating. And also the news, I think, along with that, was that they had um, hired a VP, right? Sounds right. Now I need to pull it up. Shows how long it's been since I've talked about it. Yeah, they're going all corporate on us. <laughs> going all corporate. Well, <laughs> I think the um, – uh, who was it? Was it this headline? Yeah, automatic grows up, which is one of those like uh, – is the headline at allthingsd.com. Uh, which I'll get a link in the show notes as well. Uh, a with a headline like "Automatic grows up," you know, blah blah blah. It's kind of one of those. Oh, that's nice. Wait a minute, that's kind of a backhanded. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, but no, they've never talked about. I mean, people have sort of uh, guessed about what sort of revenue Automatic's doing, but this is the first uh, time that they've said, "Here's what we anticipate." So, yeah, it's impressive. Uh, I think they're. Probably doing pretty well. It said they're profitable, which makes sense at that number, considering their overhead's probably fairly low. And I think they have 100 employees. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, good for them. I'm happy for them. I actually, I got involved in the Hacker News discussion on it, and uh, it was fairly interesting to hear what kind of people more outside the WordPress bubble to hear what they were saying about it. What did they say about it? I'd be curious to know. Maybe we should link up that Hacker News discussion too. Um, mostly just kind of discussing, you know, whether just putting that revenue in perspective and mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. But I was kind of, I was 
relaying to them kind of the automatic way and the way they deal with employees and jobs and being remote and all that good stuff. And, uh, nevertheless, hmm. I think an automatic employee responded at some point because I was felt like I was replying on behalf of sure, sure. all the automaticians, you know? Right. Well, well I it's don't a, really know all of that. Right. It's, it's a unique, um, it's a unique sort of company because uh, not only because of, of the services that they, they have and the way that they operate, which is, I think, you know, and I say that meaning a good thing, which is different than a lot of, uh, I guess what you'd call tech companies would, but also because of Automatic's unique relationship with uh, an open source project like WordPress. I think it, it, it leaves a lot of room for confusion, which, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I'm sure part of the reason you were responding to people is because it frustrates you to see people misattributing or misunderstanding what yeah. they are. Well, in different places, people were saying things like they assumed VIP was the biggest bulk of revenue, which I've heard multiple times is not. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else asked if how they were uh, – Keeping such low t- turnover, whether it was black magic or holding families hostage, is what I'm, <laughs> one of the ones I'm reading right now. And nice. So I, you know, I responded about the the way they work and who they hire, and all the automations I know are pretty damn talented. So mm-hmm. uh, and love WordPress before they ever start with automatic. So yeah. Anyway, I put it in the in the notes so you can link it up. Fantastic. I'll definitely get it added. What else is going on? Uh, well, I also want to thank our second sponsor for podcast this week, uh, Raft.io. So this is kind of this is kind of an interesting uh, one because it's the first sponsor we've had uh, supporting the show and kind of getting the word out there about themselves that isn't fully launched yet, uh, which makes talking about them all the more interesting, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, Raft.io, they have that, and there's also a, which that's obviously the website URL, and they also have sort of a, a press release that has a little bit more information. But basically, it's a it's a project still in the works um, from Sean Smith and his team uh, of as a, a, a web a web development team that it sounds like their own take on solving that problem of how do you deal with so many. WordPress sites, right? And there are different approaches to this. Some people say, well, just do, and I'm sure you guys have had this conversation at your uh, development shop. You know, some people say, just manage a giant multi-site or multiple multi-sites or whatever you do. And some Ugh. people say, and some people say, well, no, just individual sites all around or some, uh, you know, go different routes. It sounds like this uh, Raft project is uh, another way to solve that. And right now it's, it's uh, like I said, it's, a, it's basically a, Form to capture your interest in it, and so that they'll sort of announce it to everyone <laughs> when it's ready. They're certainly doing that. Yeah, you, you see what the headline on their website is? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. What was it? it says your savior is nearly the here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says it, I don't even see the name WordPress, but you know no. my savior is nearly here. So no, that's that's all. You, that's all you got to know, really. Got to um, submit it. Yeah. So. Uh, it, like I said, uh, they definitely have uh, an interesting idea that they're working on. Like I said, I, I, I don't know if they have an exact date for when they anticipate, but I have a feeling it's soon, uh, which is why they're drumming up interest. So if you have that sort of problem, I would definitely watch raft.io. And I'm sure they have a, a Twitter set up as well. Yes, they do. It's linked here. 
I feel like this is kind of the this has been a tendency, multiple solutions that meet different people's needs mm-hmm. that are kind of popping up to basically handle the massive number of WordPress sites that people are building. And, you know, people aren't just using it for their blogs anymore. They're really, I mean, we've got, in my company, I think we might, I don't know exactly, maybe 75 WordPress sites right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure you're always going About 500 customers mm-hmm. that over time, you know, will transition the rest of those customers off of our old proprietary system and into WordPress. So, you know, just like a lot of other people, we'll have a need to manage 500 websites on sure. WordPress. So, you know, these services are, are most welcome. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to see it grow because, uh, in particular, because people are, are beginning to warm to the idea that, that there are more ways to do it than multi-site because um, that's not always the best answer, you know, depending on what your needs are. Uh, that could really get hairy, hairy pretty fast. It gets hairy real fast as soon as you have one of those sites that needs multi-site itself. Exactly. That's, that's all it takes. Networks and it works in a network, and there is a plug-in for that that uh, starts to scare me. Multi-site inception, I think, is the... Yeah, that's Ron and Andrea's plug-in. Right, right. Which, if you're going to do anything with multi-site, you need to uh, check out their resources. I oh. use them all the time. Yeah, if you're not following Ron and Andrea and you do multi-site stuff, then you're, you're, you're a crazy yeah. person. You're a crazy person. You're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, their their global uh, menu plugin, which is just like a little script that Ron released for free on WPMU tutorials, mm-hmm. I use every time I use multi-site. Nice. Is is that is it fair to say that that would be your pick? So, speaking of picks, not not picks. Uh, you've always been very receptive to it. I think we've had a, we've had a fun time with picks. Uh, not, that would do all right. Uh, we talked about the other podcasts going on, on WP Candy. Not everybody likes it like we do. I, I, now we've got. Uh, this is going to have to be my pick, like safe place. You know what I mean? This is this is where we can uh, pick plugins and, and whatever else, and, and talk about them, and, and not. There's no fear here. There's no anger here. I'm willing to be that person for you. <laughs> uh, so I have one that um, is is super specific to solving. It's not even really a problem. It's just a cool integration thing that I've been playing with. Um, it. The, the plugin itself works with a service called Cyfe, C-Y-F-E dot com, uh, which is a weird name for anything. Um, but they have a companion plugin in, 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 on WordPress.org. Uh, but what Cyfe is is basically one of those, and there's only a few of them out there, but it's sort of uh, the, the kind of web app that you use that you kind of make it full screen you know, on, on some monitor somewhere, and it sort of combines all sorts of your business-related analytics into one place. So, you know, it'll bring... Like, you know, Pingdom stuff, and maybe it'll bring some social stats, and it'll bring Google Analytics, and that's the Cypher service. But the Cypher WordPress plugin allows you to also bring in your WordPress stats to that screen. So hmm. uh, I've used a couple things in the past, uh, you know, kind of just playing around with things like Gecko Board was something I used a long time ago, probably a year or two ago. Uh, and when I was kind of figuring out this week which one I wanted to use, because I really kind of got into the idea of setting up a dashboard like this again. Uh, Scythe ended up winning out for me because they had a WordPress plugin that's like, you know, not even two months old. And so you can, yeah, you can view like Twitter stats, Mailchimp stats, Google Analytics, all that stuff. Yeah, so like I use it for Pingdom. Uh, I use it for there's a 
uh, you know, you can use do custom RSS widgets, and this is the this is obviously the Scythe app itself. Um, Twitter, uh, I use a Facebook page, monitored a YouTube account, uh, Google Analytics, Google Webmaster stuff, and then uh, my WordPress site or WP Candy, and it gives you a report of your total number of users, the total number of posts, and the total number of comments. So it's not hugely sophisticated stats right now, uh, but then again, Syph is is new uh, since February, so uh, it's still it's exciting just to see them uh, already embracing WordPress this quickly. Uh, so yeah, that would be that would be my pick. Good stuff. Cool, cool. Well. I, I think I think that's what would you say it was number thirty two? Thirty two. I think that's thirty two. Look at us. Look at look at how we did that. Let's not make it ninety days next time. Well, I, I, no promises on that one. How many times have I ended a podcast saying we should do these more often? Uh, the last few at least. <laughs> <laughs> it was good talking to you. All right. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>